0: From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors.
1: Chalkboard. Oh come on, man.
2: Can't stand GNR. That's almost that's pretty un-American.
1: No, it's not. It is. Nah, no one likes to hear a whiner. And all he does is whine.
2: I got you, Bill. I got
1: you. Listen to him. When he sings, he's not he does nothing but whine. You want a real here, real real whining? Play it on Heaven's Door by GNR. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll give you that. There are there are quite a few guns and roses songs I don't like, but this is a good one, and I need you to calm down. This is down. probably no. the best one. No.
0: Yeah. welcome to the jungle, he, and that's all you have to listen, as far as you go. He came in singing "Bye Bye Birdie."
3: No, I didn't. No, not "Bye Bye Birdie." Birdie. He was, bye was by Birdie. singing "Bye Birdie. Bye Bye by in sync. That <laughs> was Braden. <great. laughs> right so. That's okay. Anyway,
2: you can't you can't knock my music choice if you're singing in sync.
1: I stopped at Wawa. <laughs> And it was planted in speakers, and you know how it is. It gets that worm in your head, and as you drive in, I came in, and I what did I do? As soon as I said he the words... He in the studio, he's like, bye, bye, bye. And what did I say? <laughs> and what did I say as soon
3: as I said you bye-bye? S- you followed it up with the wawa.
1: No, I said, what the heck? Why, Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Welcome in from the uh, breaks, and the make breaks, and the breaky breaks. Uh, Braden Gun here, and uh, Vince Noble right there, and... <gasps> We have two of our lost wandering sheep still back in the studio. Bill George is back from his trek through the snowy, snowy slopes of Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, and it was beautiful up
1: there. <clears throat> Wait a minute, I said it wrong. Pennsylvania. And then, of course, uh, <laughs> Slick is back from his Trompy trompies out through Ocala and Lakeland out there beating up soldiers for the weekend. So it's That all was good. so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Everybody had fun, but me and Vince, because we had to work.
2: I was, fun. I, I was listening here. to you. I was listening to y'all, and I thought about calling into the last half hour of the show uh, last Saturday. Wait, you
1: were listening to us while you were out uh, in the field? Out in, I uh, was on.
2: My, I was driving from Lakeland to Ocala, and I was. It was oh. like right about nine nine thirty, and I was like, "Man, I could really call these dudes." And I was like, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's not a good in theory, right? Yeah, it
1: was, it was a good idea at the beginning. <clears throat> Bill George, I didn't hear nothing from him, but I got a text. I uh, got a photograph on the. Day that he left, uh, headed back towards Florida, and uh, it was just a uh, a poor little Bambi laying on the ground with a with a permit on it and a big and wild pen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you have to fill out your tag, right? Right, and
1: he, and he takes his big and wild uh, ballpoint pen with him and uh, filled it out. So I, I I waited till he got back before I could. Uh, I wanted to put it up on our. Uh, on our Facebook page, because that way you can explain what it is that you have to do in Pennsylvania when you get your bright fluorescent green uh, tag. Was that a tag or a permit?
3: What That's is a that? tag. Wait, wait, before you get into that, is that like the last big of wild pet of existence?
1: I, I, you know
3: what? Uh, I, think, I, don't, I think
0: I have two.
1: Uh, I may have a couple floating around. I know a few of them made it to uh, my children's schools and never returned but any there one of any one of them that uh we had we had boxes and boxes of those things they're they're out there i just don't know if they're they're good pens and they they're
0: last a collector's forever. edition I, well, I think we should give one away tonight. but but i turn i turn around i do i do turn around and take Feel one with me somebody ever wanted to give back <laughs> i do take one with me i i use this, oh, uh, used this uh, last night uh in addition to that i turn around the guy i i went and actually Put my signature down on getting a tractor last night. So he said, oh, "Just grab a pen out of the the jar there." I said, "I brought my, <laughs> my own." He didn't this try. This is to... this is invisible ink. My signature will disappear. He didn't try <laughs> to talk you out of it. <laughs> So.
1: He didn't try to talk you out of it. He just, uh, you know, let you uh, walk away with it. Yeah. What is this deer that's laying on the ground? Is that a six point? All I see is one, two, three stickers. Let's well, say uh, I, I, I turned around.
0: I sent you that picture because it wasn't super obvious what it was and and whatnot.
1: So yeah. what does that mean? Well, <clears throat> what is it? The, the, the mystery of the deer is that what, is what it it? I,
0: I always go back to the days of Glenn. Okay, you never knew what happened. Until after he got back and got on the show.
1: Yeah, well, that was, uh, uh, well, it tried to make it all the way. Usually he couldn't keep a secret anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it was yeah. like, ah, I got to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you when I see you on Saturday. And then you go look at his Facebook page, and there's 85 pictures. So it kind of ruined the whole
0: deal there. Well, I d- since I he's did.
1: not on social media, I know Bill didn't put it up there.
0: Yeah, I, I don't do a lot.
1: What you, uh,
3: he's, he's concentrating uh, on uh, his I, phone. He can't, I, I, he can't I'm do both. To, I'm working to send you another one. Okay, so, so I can <laughs> put what him it's up there a there little
0: again? bit more detail than the, the <laughs> first one. Okay, but. well
1: that's nice. So this one here, what is the uh, rules and regs on this one here? Because I see that uh, you have to put down when it was shot. Uh, what does that say? Township. Township. The what? county. Oh, is that what that the, is? The county?
0: the deer management unit.
1: That's not very... I don't even know but where they that had is. But they had
0: something new this year in Pennsylvania that they had never heard, had before, okay, is you actually, in addition to having to write down the information of the date and the time of your harvest on your tag, they, you had to actually go in there and notch the license with your knife, mm-hmm. indicating the month and the, the day of your harvest, Okay, and I all I could think is there was people out there who would maybe write on their license with something that said, hey, I harvested a deer. And then they would get somewhere and clean said deer and then go get some rubbing alcohol and Uh, clean their markers off and go get another deer.
1: Well, I, I think that was one of the one of the good things I did like about. The way that uh, Missouri does it is they issue you one that kind of looks like this. It's more of a rectangle than a triangle, and there's a strip at the bottom that almost looks like one of those armband things mm-hmm. that you put on when you go into a club or something. And at the bottom of it, what they do is that one you peel off, and that's the one that you have to fix to the deer around the Achilles tendon. You know, you cut through, put it through, loop it through, and it tapes on each end. And then when you get to the processor, they take the other Part of your permit, your deer license, or whatever they want to call it, they peel that off and they stick it to your processing paperwork. So you actually have to surrender both of them. So that way they can match up, you know, what paperwork they have with what deer they have. So they have the same number and all that That, that,
3: stuff. That kind of makes a little more sense. It makes it. Where they can track it better.
1: Well, then that way you don't get to do what Bill George just right. suggested. You don't just <laughs> peel off the bottom and then go back and, you know, take a little Wait, alcohol. What, what, or... what
3: color is the, the tag that they peel?
1: Yellow. Oh, you can bright bright,
3: you can bright yellow. yellow.
0: It was funny. No, cause... it
1: has all your same information on that tag ah, that gotcha, you peel okay. off. It has the the, the the license number and everything else like that. So everything has to match up with the one that you gave to the processor.
0: Yeah, in, in, in Pennsylvania, last year the last couple of years it had been yellow. This year, I don't know why they went to a bright green. It just it was a little different, but it was like okay.
1: It's an awesome color. That's why it's it really cool, it and is. you can see it for far away, whereas yellow uh, kind of blends in a little bit. So you know? I
0: turned around. I, I when I purchased my license, I got my extra spring turkey tag. So
1: so wait a minute, is this the same deer that you have? Uh... Yes. That the close-up picture of is in yeah. there. Well, then why does it say on the permit? It says L. Uh, it says points.
0: Yep. But you, left and right. Oh, you're looking is that at, what it is? On you're looking left? at. Okay. You see, I, I intentionally obscured and left little subtle clues. So you Why have
2: got to play a scavenger hunt to figure out your buck. It's Braden. <laughs> yeah. Okay, clues. Clues. You <laughs> got to
0: keep them entertained.
1: So you, they give you. So what's on the left and what's on yeah, the right? They, they uh, turn around. That's they, pretty good.
0: They collect data. What's on the left? What's on the right? Because sometimes you have a, a humongous buck that is got. One side Get messed tall, up. Bulky, yeah, yeah, and so it, it gives them, lets them know that type of stuff.
1: I mean, if you put an eight point down, it could be you know five on one side, three on the right other. Side. Yeah, so yeah, sure, yeah, that's a good idea. And then you have to put down what's WMU? Is that the Wildlife the Management wildlife Unit? Wildlife Management Unit? Unit. So you were out on public land. That's that's pretty cool. No, I was
0: on private land that's not posted, and we did have other people pushing deer around on our property. I, I. We do not post the property, which means somebody can come on there and hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, we prefer if you don't put a drive and drive all the animals off of our land to wherever they're trying to set up at while we're actually hunting it. But uh, we had some of that happening on the day I shot that buck. You got to, uh, and I've, of course we've
1: talked about it many, many times here on the show, I, I overheard a conversation in the firearms department um, I think on Monday or Sunday, I think when we were open on Sunday is a guy was talking about going out to Missouri and he's talking to his friend. He's like, well, you know, uh, such and such called me and said, come on out, man. You know, you can go hunt any piece of property that you want to. You can go walk around out there and, and, and you can hunt. And I, you know, it was one of those things where you're kind of eavesdropping, but not really eavesdropping. I just heard the conversation going on, and I walked over, and I said, you guys going to go out to Missouri? And he's like, yeah, I think we're going to go out there, man. I never hunted a place where you could just go anywhere and go hunt. And I go, I don't know who told you that, but uh, that's not true. <laughs> you cannot just go and uh, park over on the side of the road and go and shoot uh, out in the woods somewhere on somebody's property. <laughs>
3: What made them think they could do that? It was self defense.
1: Well, it was it was someone there who uh, obviously maybe doesn't follow the letter of the law, and uh, you know,
0: uh, and I mean, I we, got it. They don't have a Bill they, George to call and verify the rules. I, well, I, no, I don't know Missouri, but in Pennsylvania, people can come, and they they were on our land and and whatnot, and we just. Kindly let them know we were actively hunting. Well,
1: that's why I said you need to check and know the regulations before you do those things because I said, you know what the purple line is around a tree means, right out in Missouri? And they're like, I've never heard of what is a purple line. I said, if there's just a strip of purple around any tree or anything, that's telling you you are not allowed to go in there. Yeah, you are not allowed to go in, in there.
0: And two years ago, Pennsylvania adopted that purple line also in the past it used to be you had to have a signed by the landowner posted sign every so many feet Mm -hmm. otherwise it wasn't legally posted and uh, and like two years ago they went and adopted the purple line which i don't like because if one person buys the land and it was posted by the previous owner then that land remains posted even though somebody else has it, that might be willing well, to. Why are they not it. using the universal color red? Red means stop.
1: No, because no. red can be blended in in nature in, in most cases. If you're in the I, winter, I guess time, in the fall
3: or winter, yeah. You no.
1: got to remember we live down here where everything is green. <laughs> well, we <laughs> have seven. red blotches. I fr- I on about trees. That. Yeah, we do have red blotches, but you don't have very much purple in the way no, of in, no, in nature. No. And True. if you're walking through the uh, well, stark look, forests of the colder regions it's pretty easy to see a bold strip of paint around uh you know purple paint around a tree
0: i'm sure vince could walk in there and find some purple somewhere i don't know it's that, hard to find in, in the state of florida for sure
1: but I, i'll give you a great example do you remember when we first put the the cam up on the web page right. all those trees in the background had leaves had leaves on them. They no, always. There nothing. It was a beautiful forest, with trees and everything. And uh, now they're all they're all bare. And uh, you know, it was nice to be able. to I'm still waiting for snow on the on the uh, cam.
3: Not yet. I got it on right now. Actually, the, you should see what's that, on ra- there. Nothing
2: right now. My hat was uh, sitting right there, eating some feed. That Good thing Lord. was a big raccoon. Right? right. I looked at and I'm like this thing's giant, Coons. big
1: whopper raccoon. Oh, oh yeah, it was a monster coon. He Come was on. like two hats. You want to see big squirrels? I mean, monsters. <laughs> yeah. So, they got those big red squirrels up there, so they, they get pretty huge. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, and Schlick all hanging out with you this Saturday morning. Thanks to our good friends at Brandon Ford. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Vance Bill, and Slick hanging out with you on this beautiful Saturday morning. It's going to be a nice one out there today. If you're going to be heading out, going out, a lot of friends of mine and folks that I know headed offshore this past week and did extremely well. Our buddy uh, Brooksy Hall, of course, over at uh, Brandon Ford, the big man over in charge over there, he had a little bit of vacay time, so he went out, went offshore, and was pulling in some really nice grouper.
3: He, he was, always pulls a good fish though, all the time.
1: Yeah, he, uh, he's got some good, good, some good spots out there because he was pulling in some really nice ones this past week. But uh, give you a little update: <clears throat> we had to take a break from the sheep's head this past week and had to go hit our favorite Korean restaurant to get some uh, galbi, some beef ribs because I just could not eat any more sheep's head. I just, I, I, I love sheep's head. on a roll, man. I love, love sheep's head. I really do, and I, I'm. I appreciate my son getting out there. And uh, after school, uh, the last week I, I posted up on my Facebook page. <clears throat> literally, mom dropped him off for an hour. She said, he's like begging her, please, let me go, let me go, let me go. And she's like, all right, I'll drop you off. As I go to pick up your sister from school, you know, you can go and do your stuff. So she had all this stuff in the trunk and ready to go. So he bail, bailed out of the car and she went and did her thing. And in an hour. <laughs> this kid had hauled in two monsters and uh, literally went out and shot two of them and just like wop-wop whop, and uh, was waiting for it to come back. He's like, I got two. And, uh, so yesterday, I got the report last night, he's sleeping over at a friend's house, so they're going fishing, fishing today. All right. But yesterday, they spent their time out spear fishing and he got a, a nice 20-incher. Wow. Oh, dang. Wow. A 20-inch sheep's head. And I said, where's the pictures? Where where's the pick? I want a pick of it and he already ate it, Dad. we uh my phone was back in the house. I forgot to bring it with me, so we just <laughs> filleted it and cooked it Dad, <laughs> that night That
0: reminds uh, me of I'm calling I'm calling shenanigans. That's <laughs> you know what? I said no picks, no proof. <laughs> well, my a buddy of mine, he he rest in peace, he, he died, David Caudell, he turned around, he went out one time, shot a turkey with inch and a half spurs and they're like, Well, and from what i understand it was potentially a a record weight bird out there and he didn't even take so much of a picture people like well what did you do with them did you take them did you get them mounted did you get this that he said no we ate them all he had left was uh, the beard and the spurs that were cut off (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you well you
1: know i went through that same dance you know when i went down and shot my my uh my bird and i dropped it off at uh paul hill's house you know he was a taxidermist that was out there in brandon back in the day and um i was hunting with joey Waite, a uh, guy that we used to guide around that area over there and uh went down there shot that bird and dropped it off and as i was driving back down 60 headed back over to st pete <clears throat> i called him and i said dude man that bird i think was bigger than we thought it was and he's like how big was it i said we just weighed it it was 25 pounds and he said i mean there was a pause i mean this is the phone call right here yeah joey paul told me he weighed it up man that thing weighed 25 pounds go back and get the bird really that's what he said to me just like that there was that long pause and i said what do you mean go back and get the bird he said dude that is a state record you need to go back and get that bird <clears throat> so I said, all right, let me hang up the phone so I can call Paul Hill. So I called Paul Hill. <laughs> I'm already doing the U-turn on 60. I'm already whipping back around. And uh, I said, hey, Paul. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I said, I'm on my way back to get the bird. And he said, well, what do you what do you, what do do you you mean? And I said, well, it's 25 pounds. Joey wants to go get it certified and make sure that, uh, you know, the weight and wow, everything it has to all be bird. done on scales and all that other kind of certification stuff. Oh. Mr. Hill, God bless him, he was, oh, uh, I've already started working on the bird. I've already uh, got it, brushed it out, and uh, got it cleaned up, and uh, I'm pulling oh. the hide off of it as we speak. So I was like, really? Already? I mean, you can't fault the guy. He's doing his job. <laughs> he, he, he
3: right.
0: gave I mean, it to him, and he's being <laughs> efficient.
1: <the> <laughs> he's doing but, his job. But you were
3: kind of hoping he just took his time a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all that
1: I put it in the freezer for a day or something, so... uh I said, all right, Mr. I said, hang on a second, let me call Joey. And I call him, and I call him back, and I said, dude, he's already started cleaning the bird. And he said, are you kidding me? And I said, no. And he's like, well, we're pooched. (laughs) Because it was 25 pounds. I think it was uh, 10 and a quarter inch uh, uh, beard. And uh, it was an inch and some change on those spurs, too. I remember we looked up the numbers, and it would have been third in the state. It wouldn't have been number one, but it would have been the top hey, five, number three. Three is not bad. And uh, uh, do you remember Judge Spicola? Uh, I, rem-
0: I know the name. Well, I uh, didn't know him. He
1: was, uh, Of course, he was a judge in, in Hillsborough County, and uh, he was a big-time turkey hunter. And he's on the record books, and I beat his bird by a ton. And nice. it was so funny because we were at a, a, a turkey banquet, and I was sitting at his table, and I said, Hey, Judge, I said, Just by the way, my bird was 25 pounds, 10 and a quarter inch and uh, inch and a quarter spurs, and all that stuff. And he said, Did you get it certified? And I went, No. And he goes, Well, nope, no. d- well then it doesn't mean <laughs> blank, <laughs> correct?
0: correct. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and
1: I said, It's kind of like no pictures, no proof. I was yeah, like, you know, No, but really, it does. And he's like, mm, Yeah, yeah, the, it and doesn't the thing mean anything. There's <laughs> <answers man."> probably
0: <laughs> a number of other ones out there that just went straight to the pot uh, or somewhere. Oh, else. yeah, well, if I, you're, I mean, seriously, You're You're oh, at.
2: Hey, hey, check the cam.
0: Oh, wow, is
1: that a spike? Four point? What is that? I can't little, see uh, from here. It
2: looked like it was a four, but he little just deer walked just up. Walk. I saw a shadow. I was like, "Who?"
1: He just walked in. Now Slick's addicted to the cam. Great job. <laughs> well, now whenever you need to G.I. Joe watching the cam. But,
2: <laughs> but, uh, this is my uh, pastime. I'll be working on stuff here at the studio, and I've got it up on the – no, no, I, I, keep, I keep getting calls from IT. Why are we having, like, all these pop-up ads from Big and Wild? Well, let me tell you about the cam. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you mean pop-up ads? So, wait, i got
3: to go back to the turkey real quick. Yeah? If your turkey – was 25 pounds in third place what was first
0: place
1: it wasn't very much it was like 27 and some change i think i can't remember do you know joe
0: no i don't uh, but that's a freaking butterball turkey
1: uh, well you know what for an osceola 25 pounds is monstrously huge yeah well here's the sad part the turkey that was with him that was walking behind him was just about the same size if if not the same, I don't know if they were brothers or hanging out or whatever, because uh, um, he didn't whip his butt when they I popped him. must
0: have been him. Italian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what does that
3: got anything to do with it? That's man? not
1: true, because, you know, you go against the family, exactly. and you go on a fishing trip, yeah. and uh, you don't come back.
3: You might need be a Fredo.
1: But now, distinctly, what I remember is when I shot that bird, and he's on the ground doing this little uh, flippity-floppy yeah. thing. You know, usually the other bird that's hanging with him will usually take his shots on yeah. him. You know, it's like, take that and that. You know, that was for what? And he didn't do that. He kind of just went around him. He just walked around, and then he kind of stood there, and he looked at me, and he, uh, I stood up and started walking. I was like, dude, you're lucky There's I can't get two of you guys in one day. So... He just kind of like, do-do-do-do, traped off into the field. I mean, and he didn't whip his butt like they normally do. Sure. So I, I can only assume that he might have been kin. <laughs> it was twin so, Brothers
0: or something. Well, I've seen, hey, I've seen ones that I know probably are kin folk to each other, tromp each other. I mean, the second you show some sign of weakness, somebody's in there saying, ah!
1: That's a, It's such a strange behavior, and it only happens in, in, in the birds like no that. It chicken, chickens it, no, it Chickens do that. No, it doesn't. It happens in every high
0: school kid out Oh, there. well, I've no, been talking true. about the animal <laughs> kingdom. All right, I got
3: one of those gray line questions for you. Gray so If you can only shoot the one turkey, right, today? Mm-hmm. No, not is today. It, is it illegal to today put, you can a, shoot too. put a tracker on them? <laughs> Hit him no. with the tracking dart? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Technically, so you know, I didn't kill it. So now right. so you know exactly where he is? <laughs> exactly. Hey, back when sure.
0: back when Braden was hunting those birds, he could only legally kill one. one a day. Right now, legally, on private land, you can kill both your birds in the same day if you choose to.
1: That way it's done and you're done. Go, go back to the tracking dart, though, Bill. Yeah,
0: we, we got to know this. Mr. When FWC, you yourself. apply the dart on there, the method you would use would probably be construed as attempting to take. Okay. What and if it was a blowgun? A blow dart. You're still attempting to you're, take. You're still attempting to take. So if and I... it's illegal to attempt to take, not to not to physically kill it. You're attempting to take the bird. You you are attempting to do that, and so you would be. If I trap so I it,
2: if I trap it and then do the same thing, will that work? <laughs> no, no, no. That uh, you I'm have gladly borrow turkey you today have to pay for it, it on Tuesday. Come <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, on,
1: you take, you trap it; it's yours. Uh, you're gonna. It's in your possession. So, uh,
2: what if I'm a, anybody? try to ever take a wild turkey out of a trap?
1: What if I'm a
3: homemade <laughs> scientist and I'm just learning the land and I want to see where the turkey roams? Then working. you, then
0: you want to get a permit to do such thing. I requested the ability to put a web tag in the web of an alligator's foot, non-injurious, non-harming, but I would have to turn around to get a wildlife research permit, and they can issue those that says I'm allowed to do that to that animal. Even though it's not injurious I've captured it under legal pretense, I would still need to be able to do that. Yeah, but you know what?
1: You're the kind of guy who would actually go and do that. You would actually get the uh, permit and the research permit and all that kind of good stuff. So I'm not saying that that's not in the realm of possibility
0: in the future for Bill George. Oh, no, no. If you're me, you never know what's going to happen.
1: (laughs) I mean, this is the same guy who started his own alligator farm in his backyard. So let's let's just go with that. But, uh, you know, speaking of tracking, there's something that's going to be floating around in Tampa Bay that if you're a guy who goes out and... Rides a jet ski or kayaks or goes out and does any fishing or anything like that, you might want to keep your eyes peeled for it and make sure you don't mess with it. I'll tell you all about it when we come back from break. Interesting. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. I'll tell you when I get back. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful Saturday morning. <clears throat> Just to give you a little quick little uh, Big and Wild fast cast for today, it's going to be uh, not a bad day, but it's going to be a little bit warm. I miss those cold temperatures already. It's around 70 right now, but the beautiful part is, like I mentioned earlier, if you're heading offshore, I mean, you got literally uh, six miles an hour winds, and it's gusting, gusting. To six miles an hour. So it's one of those days where you want to be out there. Visibility is really nice. You don't have all that fog going on like we had this past week. But it is going to be a little humid today. My air conditioner kicked on yesterday and it was 95% relative humidity. And we're in December.
3: My AC's on (laughs) 71.
1: Uh, so it's going to be around 82 degrees for the day today, and uh, we are going to get up to about 8-mile-an-hour uh, winds with about 18-mile-an-hour gusts, so just be prepared for that. And later on this evening, open the windows back up because it'll be around 69 degrees. I feel like about 72 with the humidity. If you don't mind, keep the ceiling fans on, and you'll be just cool. It's all good. And if
3: you're coming over to the Pinellas County to do some fishing, watch out for the Howard
0: Franklin Bridge. Yeah, I I went <laughs> to come across the. The bridge today, come to the studio, they have everything shut down to one lane Golly. at the, what was the 4th Street exit. And they are putting up new steel girders above the road mm-hmm. for the for the new span that they're 4th Street bridge that they're putting up. Well, let me tell you, everything goes down to one. People don't like to merge. Even at 6 o'clock this morning, it was Backed up, and I was backed up there for a the while. So if you're going to go out, you want to come over to the coast and launch your boat and go out offshore, do not take the Howard Franklin. Go over, cross the Gandy. Go up and around. Go, so, Don't go that way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd Stay hate to have to merge. I think it's actually cleared up because I'm looking at the... Uh, Is nope, it? Uh,
2: no. the. No, it's it's still there now. Uh, well, yeah. well,
1: they're gonna they're gonna go on it probably till at least uh, eight o'clock this it, morning.
0: It's one thing to have to merge with a vehicle; it's a whole other thing having to oh, merge yeah. with a vehicle and a trailer, especially if <laughs> well, you got no trailer lights at work.
2: Hey, and do do people a favor if you've got the trailer, go ahead and be in the dang right lane. Don't be the guy that's over hauling ass in the left lane and want to merge in on me and my truck just because you have piss poor planning.
1: And go uh, extremely all the way to the front, which, by the way, is legal. So uh...
3: I block those people off. I, there's a guy <laughs> so bad. Coming to work in the morning over by Bay Pines, coming off by where the middle school is, and it merges over to that curve right before you get to Bay Pines Hospital. Mm-hmm. It goes down the one lane, but there's like a that extra area. Yeah. And all these people constantly trying to fly by to beat you over. So what do I do? I just kind of slightly move my truck over to the middle, kind of block it off and be like, ha-ha, eh. Have a good day, you boy. Sir, that that's gonna you, sir,
2: you. are an American hero because <laughs> that's funny. I am that guy. You're that guy?
0: He, every day I am it's that guy. Play- he, he will eventually roll the dice too many times and get shot. Nah, Wilson.
1: will say. <laughs> well, uh, the tease that I gave you just before the break, uh, there's a little thing that's going to be uh, <clears throat> tooling around out in Tampa Bay and a little bit offshore on the uh, Gulf side of the Gulf of Mexico that you want to keep an eye out for. It's... Uh, it's kind of a strange looking device,
3: like an alien device.
1: Well, it looks like it looks like a giant paddle board that may be just out floating out on oh. its own. And uh, you know, I I can't wait to see the, how many people actually try to go and go. Hey, dude, there's a paddle board over there. <laughs> go pick it up.
3: Uh, they're gritty. I saw they?
1: that. Yeah, the University of Florida and the uh, with the uh, marine scientist out there. What they're doing is they're uh, they have an uncrewed vehicle is what they're calling it and they're using it to map the seafloor around the areas of tampa bay and into the gulf of mexico it literally looks like a big giant paddleboard and it's a uncrewed surface vessel, is what they're calling it and what they're doing is it's Doing radar uh, using imaging on the bottom so they get a picture of what actually Tampa Bay yeah. looks like it's on the bottom.
0: It's actually
3: pretty cool. I've no. seen it done before. It's I, really neat. I,
0: I I just wonder, you know, if you turn around nowadays, if you want, if, if B wants to learn how to drive a boat, what does he have to do? Get a license. Go get a license for Go it. Go get and a license to drive. So who's licensed to drive that vehicle? Well, for
1: the, the, the uh, to explain that, <laughs> what they have is they're going to have chase boats that are going to be out there in the area that'll keep an eye on it, and they're the ones who are actually operating it remote control-wise uh, while the vessel does its little back-and-forthy, back-and-forthy, and whatever. Now, we're not talking about—this thing's like 16 feet long. It has some antennas on the front of it. It has solar panels all along the top of it. It's painted bright yellow, you know, so that you won't run it over. You won't have any excuse to run it over. And they're going to go out there and— uh uh, map the entire area. And the reason why they're using this is because it's keyless. It's like a flat-bottom boat that can go up into the shallows where a normal boat cannot go to and, and do the the surveying area of it. So uh, I don't know. They didn't really go into detail about what they're going to use with the map. Of course, they they have to throw in the whole climate change and changes to the Gulf and to the coastline and all that other crap. I'm thinking, dude. Just give me an image map of Tampa Bay and where all the structure is. That's all well, I want to well, know. Th-
0: that's the funny thing because that's the first thing I that's thought of. That's the first but, thing I thought of. When I heard people talking about it, it was to try to map storm surge and where where things are going to be more vulnerable. You know, of course, the, the news has to throw in the climate change of and the rising sea levels and, and whatnot, but, uh, you know. Have you noticed I, that I'm uh, wondering you you're looking at structure. I'm looking, okay, where's the new potholes at? Where where where's some of this? There's you a pothole
2: in the ocean. I'm a little bit worried there, Bill. Well that's yeah, no it deep is. Holes, there, there are things, some
1: there are some deep yeah. holes out there and yeah. there there are vessels that are out there on the bottom of Tampa Bay that only a select few people know about and know where it is and have uh Uh, fished it, and pulled in some really nice gag grouper and uh, snapper and everything else off of it. And when you go try to find them, they'll give you the little coordinates as in, okay, when you go around this curb. (laughs) You look to the left. And you look over (laughs) to the right. There's this one house that's got a red tile roof on it, (laughs) and then you got another house that's on a white, got a wild tile roof that's about 10 houses down. If you angle out there and go a quarter of a mile off there, that's right there.
3: Yeah. I, I don't
1: a, I don't know how many times we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth back, and forth, back and forth, back and forth, with uh with the sonar and the imaging on and never found it. And then, of course, he'd go back out there the next weekend and it would be come back in with like, did you guys go out there? And I'm like, couldn't find it. Really? Pfft, look at that guy. I got these two grand. And he's like, are you kidding me? You
3: know that little uh, boat ramp behind the baseball fields in TI? That little hidden boat ramp was like a four parking spot boat ramp.
1: On Treasure Island, yeah, yeah,
3: go out there, hang a left around the bend. I got a little honey hole right there. <laughs> well, now see? everybody knows about it. No, nope. yeah, but see, they that don't know where it is. It doesn't tell
2: them exactly how to get there.
1: Yeah, but that's yeah. a lot of water there. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. that's not something where it's pinpointed. And that's what I'm saying. When I talked to Todd X about where his little spot was, that's literally what he gave me. There's a house with a big red. It's got yeah, red tile and- on it. And, uh,
0: and back in the day, that is how everybody navigated around to some of these things. You take a compass heading of this degree, you run so many miles offshore. Sure. You, you know.
1: And you had to kind of hunt for
0: it. And Yes. And then you watched your down, you know, image and, and watched for it. And Well, before the now, days
1: when we were uh, poor young, uh, late teenagers and one of us had a decent offshore boat, Our our sonar basically was two guys on the front of the boat as we idled, and they made sure they had really good, expensive (laughs) polarized sunglasses. And you're basically got your hands over the top of your glasses here, or a cap on, and you're looking down in the water, and you're looking for color change, where you'd be on sand, 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 sand. Oh, I got rocks! I got rocks! Stop right here! Stop right here! I got rocks! And, uh, you know, you dance around the rocks a little bit until you find it. and Next thing you know, you're catching a couple of little uh, sea bass and uh, maybe it, a little couple groupers. Yeah, you're so sure right.
0: They, and nowadays, people just turn around. They go out there. They follow somebody. They take their sonar sure. radar. They take the little cursor. They go they over. And they it. mark where you are. They yep. go on their way. You leave. They go back.
1: I, I remember the first time I was really – I know that there are some very sophisticated uh, – navigational tools that can be used by today's standard but i remember going out offshore with uh, my friend jj one time and uh, he whipped out the you know the ipad stuck it up on the console and you know beep, 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 pulled up an app or something i was like what is that and he was like oh this is what i'm using i'm using this app whatever and it's using gps and everything else and taking me right over to where the rocks and stuff are what we're looking for and i was like what you could do that with an iPad? It's <laughs> like,
3: You could
0: do it with no, your man. phone.
1: He goes, yeah. And now, of yeah, course, you yeah. can do it with your phone and just as easy. And I, I was know, like, are you kidding me? I
0: know a guy me? who's flying an airplane, small plane, but he, he uses his iPad for sure. his navigation. If
1: you look at most of the uh, modern airplanes nowadays, they got two screens in the front with, with the vast majority of stuff Ooh, on it. i got so a it. good idea.
2: Well, what's that? I don't know I, if
0: I I'm should it. I'm intrigued. S- should I write be, this down here? I don't know if I pen. should say it on the show.
2: Right. I mean, you already gave away your fishing spot. No, I'm telling you, dude, I didn't give it away.
3: I'll go out there like eight boats driving around. He said, go
1: left and around the bin. Where's that? It's kind of like when we gave out the uh, duck hunting info where we gave the general location there. And those guys, uh, smart (laughs) enough, they they checked with the FWC and said, where are the boundaries? And went out and did their thing. I wonder if you could hook
3: one of those GPS things up to a drone while you're on the boat and just fly the drone out for like a mile and a half around your boat to find the rocks. So, you don't have to drive around and waste your gas.
2: What do you. You could. What, what? do you. What
1: do you. You why do that. How, how would that help?
2: You're what do you not mean, how would it gas help? that
3: yeah, But are what are they looking for? Right now. The structure. You're looking for. You can do the same thing. Like, you don't you, Yeah. You're no, tracking so you, me, right? Hey, yeah. No, that's yeah. what Vince, you're saying. Vince. It's going to
2: be hard, though, because you'd have to have a special camera on it, because you're not going to be able to see through the water that reflective glare yeah. so you'd have to maybe put like hey. a, a lens over your camera but it, it could be done there, there are polarized but, lenses you can put over like
0: yeah. a gopro no Vince. i think
2: that's 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 a brilliant idea
0: don't 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 seek investors don't uh, yeah
2: once
1: you yeah. yeah. just get a lidar hey, drone
0: bill bill, bill. <laughs> go back to sleep we get it you're afraid of <laughs> technology bill we get it oh no i <laughs> use technology i i was they laughed at me Back in the '80s, I was running around the woods with the GPS antenna hooked to my hat, mapping the woods because there didn't exist such a thing when I started. Back in the day, <laughs> I was just gonna oh, do that no, with this big old brick cell phone. <laughs> no, there was no cell phone back He's then. Use the
2: original AT and T. Can you hear me now, guy? Yeah, it,
0: it was. It, it was. It was quite funny. There's all kinds of accounts of people who, uh, the rumors and the stories of me going and mapping. The woods it just i actually developed some mapping software way before any of this stuff came out and i was giving it away to other people had i actually patented it or something like that i was way ahead of my time i was doing the mapping printing it on overlay uh transparencies overlaying it on top of map so you could put all your roads all your structure everything that didn't exist Right there on the, yourself. So that's what I'm trying to say. You're doing that on the
3: ground with your feet. Why can't we do it with your drone? About Fifty years late. Hey,
1: <clears throat> because they've already done it. We can call
3: it the flying fish. There you go.
1: They've already they've already done it. They've, it doesn't they've matter. Somebody
3: it. out there will buy it, dude. There, yeah. it's They got and
1: lidar that. nowadays. They've got all that stuff that's out there. That's why. <laughs> that's why I was enthusiastic about this. Miss so,
2: the point. They, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not
1: missing the point. You can just go find the map. I'm sure you can go buy one. Somebody's already got it.
2: Or I could do it myself. Or I could do it
1: myself. Park my boat.
2: and Go move spot the, boat. the areas
0: before I get there.
1: If you spend the money on the drone and the cameras and everything else and all that crap, <laughs> you, you might as well money.
0: hire a guide. He'll take you out Ex- there. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Call Dylan Hubbard and just go. Hey, look, here's my money. Go take me out <laughs> on some fish. But you
3: can't bring your phone because they'll make you leave it at the car.
1: Oh yeah, well, that, that, well you're not getting well, then
2: numbers. How are you gonna get those pictures to
3: prove it happened, dude? I, you know, you'll go everywhere and just catch nothing but uh, grunts all day. My I got the grunt hole.
1: That'll be all right. We're gonna take a break. This is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Leave those things alone. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, and Slick hanging out with you this morning. We are mesmerized by the uh, cam. You go to bigandwild.com. That's bigandwild.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you'll see uh, how many is there now? Five, five, yeah, six, five or six does five. that are there. Uh, I guess they're uh, munching up early. It's around 648 there uh, where the uh, feeder is out there in Iowa. And, uh. A little earlier this morning when we first got in here, there was a big old giant, <laughs> big, big boar raccoon sitting over there in the back corner just going, Yeah, this is my area right here. I'm going to eat everything right here in this area. Yeah, if you don't believe it, too, you
3: can check it out on the Facebook page. I just put up a couple pictures of it. Of the does? Yeah,
2: man. Yo.
1: I'm waiting for the buck. There was there's one young actu- buck
2: that no, came there's in six. there. I see the right uh-huh. over here there's one that peeked its head off to the right. Jeez. Right in the corner. There he is. Yeah, oh, well, man.
1: Well, I know that, uh, let me uh, go ahead and get to this one since we're on the the topic of uh, hunting and deer hunting. We all know that, of course, it's the peak of hunting season going on right now. And uh, a lot of experts are saying, you know, the real hunt these days is the hunt for what? Access. Ammunition. <laughs> <It's> the, <laughs> Wrong A. <laughs> it's the hunt for ammunition. And uh, a lot of hunters out there agree that right now, if you don't already have ammo for the season, it's going to be almost possible to find it without paying the price. And uh I know I was thirty out sixes in short supply, two seventy, I don't even know where that is. And if you shoot like a two seventy short mag or anything like that that's a little off off caliber, let's say, that's not the norm or whatever, it's it seems like it's even harder to to find that kind of stuff. It really, really is. And uh from the bottom of my heart I apologize. I know that guys come in all the time like man, please tell me you got 3030. I'm like no. And I just feel so bad. Uh we finally did get some 243 and some 65 Creedmore. So that's just been like what? <laughs> People come in and go, "I know it's crazy to ask, but I'm just going to ask, uh, do you have any 243?" Yep. What? What? <laughs> People are shocked. They're like, "Are you kidding me?" And uh <laughs> And the big one now, uh, got some blackouts, some hunting around blackout that's uh, finally showed up. So when, um, it's you know going to be flying off the shelves pretty when, quickly.
0: When I was in Pennsylvania, it I asked about ammo. People up there were having a hard time finding certain, certain things. And I said, about different ammos that are hard. And what's, I said, what's in good supply up here? And they said, you want to know one of the things that were in good supply? 308. No. 380. Three eighty. They had tons of three eighty. That's gold down here, yes. man. That is like platinum. And I'm like, okay, well, down down in Florida, I maybe need to get a whole bunch of that and bring it to Florida. To say you didn't bring it back with you?
1: I do. You even have any idea what they were charging a box up I, there? I, I don't. Mean? I don't.
0: But I could probably get some three eighty down if I need. need I'm just to
1: saying. It. I mean, uh, as an entrepreneur, most uh, you know somebody that. You know, seize it and uh, put it up on uh, certain sites. It would probably be gone at Could twice we, the double. Could t-
3: we just put it on the shopping?
1: Had, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's really getting it's really getting hard. And I will say, I met a guy uh, this past week who uh, was looking for a uh, a large amount of uh, three hundred blackout. And I said, go to bigandwild.com, dot man, right there. Scroll down, go to Gorilla Ammo down there. It's right there on our web page. And uh, they've got tons of three hundred blackout. And uh, he came in and said, uh, "I bought a bucket. I bought a bucket of
3: it. I, Good for him."
1: I went and got it, so I'm all I'm all set for three hundred blackout. And uh, he's like, "Now, just uh, you got to give me some information on how to get uh, some two seventy or, or other ammo." And I said, "Well, if you go to big <laughs> <laughs> go I look over there on the right hand side of the cam. You'll see a nice little link there that'll take you to a nice place that might be able to help you out." But uh it doesn't seem to be letting up anytime soon uh with the supply chain issues that are still going on in the country and uh the problem is is ammo you can still find it, but you're gonna you're gonna pay a high price for it, especially online now we we haven't really gone crazy on price gouging or anything. we're still pretty reasonable when it comes to that. You have to understand that it did go up because it costs more to get it from distributors and as I mentioned. I think you were gone, Bill George, but we actually uh, parted ways with one distributor who actually said the words, you're not buying enough firearms
0: for us to justify. No, I was here for that. He was here that we could. To justify us selling you ammunition,
1: (laughs) which begs the question, how do I sell guns that I don't have ammunition for, Brainiac? Let's get the guns off the shelf with the ammunition that you sell me, and then I could probably buy more guns. So, duh. Uh, as I pointed out, it'd be like me going to Brooksy Hall and saying, hey, I want to buy that, that truck over there, that nice F-150. And he goes, sure. And then I go to pick it up, and I go, this thing won't start. Oh, you want an engine to go with it? Oh! <laughs> well, that's different. You didn't say that. You didn't say you needed the engine. You just said you wanted so the, the truck. So. Where
3: Where is a lot of the ammo coming from, though?
1: Well, it's not, it's not where it's coming from. It's just the manufacturing process itself. When you have, as we pointed out a couple of weeks ago on the show... When you have um, factory settings where there are human beings gathered in one spot, you know, you can't have those people. COVID, uh, you know, you're going to spread it like wildfire. Are so, a lot of the manufacturers in the States? They're here in the States. Uh, when you talk about Hornady and Winchester and uh, Remington and all the, those. The classics. Ones. Yeah, UMC and stuff like that. And there are some that, here's the sad part. The vast majority of ammo that's flying off the shelves is made overseas. Now, not Russian because you know that's but probably but Chinese or North. I mean South Korea with PPU really? and places like that. That's that's hunting ammunition that's coming in or Italy, you know places like that. So we're getting their stockpile. But anyway, this doesn't seem to be letting up anytime soon because here's the deal: you don't have any ammunition, but you have to remember that the uh, background checks over twenty one million background checks. In 2020 into 2021, 20 million, 21 million new firearms owners.
3: That's
1: now, you think that it's easing up? Black Friday weekend. Nope. Six hundred eighty-seven thousand seven hundred eighty-eight background checks were conducted just on uh, the, the the Black Friday <laughs> Black Friday weekend, or base, you know, that Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. So you add another over half a million firearms just in that alone. So with all those new firearms that are going out there, experts are now saying that if you can find it, buy it when you can. But they ask you, just like we do with every, every one of our customers, they walk in and they go, is there a limit on these things? We just go, look, man, just, you know, take what you need. Just, you know, try not to get too greedy. That's all we ask of it, you know, and they're – well, there is no limit limit per se. Now in some defensive rounds, yeah, we we are limiting that so that you don't get somebody who walks in and buys every three eighty defensive load and then puts it up on gun broker and uh, or uh, you know and makes a fortune.
3: I have always. Who cares if somebody comes in and buys it all out? Money's money. If you get no, all the money from one no. guy
1: or the money from twelve guys, it's I understand. The same thing. No, that's not, I understand that that philosophy, but then. What about the other uh let's say potential 15 you, 20, 5, 30 people that might have uh, benefit from that
0: There's a there's part of it where you're you're servicing a customer. You're not making a sale. You have a customer that's a loyal customer. They come there for this, they come no, no, there I for get that. that. If you sell all of this, then it's not there for your customer that's buying all the other stuff that they normally come there to buy. I mean, I I do get that. They want you to get that spontaneous buy. I'm, all, I'm here for ammo, but, oh, a squirrel, I need
3: that
1: well, gun over there. So, I need for, that. For, for the Vinces of the world, it says the experts say, don't buy more than you need, and please, you need to stop hoarding.
3: Comes from the man who has 5,000 rounds in his house.
1: Because... I bought That's... it. I bought it as over the years. Not you know. I didn't walk in and go. I will take this entire shelf right here and take it all and take it home. And it's not five thousand rounds of one thing. It might be you know five boxes of two seventy. It could be four boxes of thirty out
0: six. It could be ten boxes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Of, I, mean, uh, I got. I got a question. Right. Where do you think five thousand rounds is a lot? It's not. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, the hoarder. It has, yeah, it has way more than rounds. Round. <laughs> I'll never forget
1: the first 22 shortage, literally the 22 shortage, what ten years ago or so when it was going crazy. And I remember listening to a guy in line bragging to people that were waiting in line just to get one box of 50 22s. And he goes, "Well, I'm going to keep buying it until they they keep saying I can't because I got around 100,000 rounds right now." And everybody just kind of turned around and went. 100,000
0: rounds of 22, seriously? (laughs) We we used to keep about 1,000 rounds for my 44 for plinking. You can burn through it pretty darn quick when When you're having fun.
1: We'll talk a little bit more about it when we come back from break. Uh, Hour number two. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, and Slick, we're here. We'll be back.